podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets of Lubbock, because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And we are smack dab in the middle of the women's basketball season. And conference season has already begun. That's right. The Texas Tech Red Raiders women's basketball team has already started the conference play. Started it before the men did because we didn't get the can- we didn't get our game canceled. Uh, or our conference game canceled anyway. We didn't get the, the uh, Incarnate Word game canceled. But who? cares about that game am i right um so with that because we're talking women's basketball we gotta bring on the expert the expert that is kenzie garcia what's going on Albie? i don't know about expert but it, it it's a nice compliment so i'll take it nah <laughs> pump your chest out you are the expert when it comes to women's athletics i mean let's let's be real um, I'm over here, you know, I'm saying I, I, I will wear it as a badge of honor how much I talk trash about the volleyball team and then they made their big run. But you knew it. You saw it before anybody else did. Um, and you see some good things about this basketball team, too. And I feel like you gave them inspiration to almost upset the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Tech did fall to Oklahoma, losing 97 to 91 opening conference play. But this is a good Oklahoma team. And the fact that Tech only lost by six was in it virtually the entire game. And if you take away that bad first quarter, they outscored the Sooners from there on out. Kind of gives you some pause and say, okay, well, maybe we got something there. And I give you all the credit. Do you give yourself you know, all the credit? No, I'm, I'm not super, super boastful that way. So I'm not going to take all the credit. However, I'll give most of the credit to the fact that we were just healthy. We were full strength for the first time this year. And that had a lot to do with how they played. That's, I mean, that's a very good point. Uh, we, and not, not only are we, were we fully healthy, um, well, I'll say this. Not only were we all there, but we, when you said talk about fully healthy, it, for the first time this year, everybody that had been dealing with nagging injuries looked 100%. Viv Gray hasn't looked 100% all year. She finally did. She finally looked. There was no, like, kind of that jog back thing. There was no limping from her. She was absolutely on it for this game. Briamber Scott, I think this was her first start of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she just started her first game the other day against uh, uh, LSU, or against Ole Miss, sorry. And now this is her first start of the season. She was able to play 18 minutes in this game. Uh, and, I mean, I know she barely played, but she did start. Shantae Embry, her first start of the season as well. Uh, what do you think about this new lineup? That, that Coach you know, I think, it, I think it's going to be based on matchups. I mean, you saw Tatum Weitenheimer play a lot, but that's just because they wanted to tie down Taylor Robertson with her. But... I think it's just going to be that way. The Big 12 has so much athleticism, so much size that I don't know if we're going to be able to find a consistent five going forward all season. See, it's funny that you say that. So we're, we're juxtaposing this to the men's side, right? So the men, they have a starting five. I, mean, it's really, I think right now we're arguing whether Daniel Bacho should be starting uh, ahead of Bryson Williams. But, I mean, the starting five is pretty set. We've seen him in the last few games outside of injury. Uh, but this was a fully healthy team, and you're right. I mean, both Scott and Embry and Weidenheimer, three players that don't usually start, all getting the start. Now, I do think Bramber Scott will see Bramber Scott will see the starting lineup a lot more often. Though she didn't play a full a game, she only played 18 minutes in this game. Uh, I think she's one of the best scorers on the team, and I'm not talking about shooters. 
right? Riley McKinney and Lutzi Hightower are both good shooters. I'm talking about flat out, give me the rock, I'm going to get to the hole. Graham Scott got it to me, and I'd like to see her in the starting lineup more often. But, um, I, you know, this, I think the matchup in this game helped Tech stay in it. I mean, we, we, we joke about Weidenheimer quite a bit, but she was able to. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps that you have the storyline that she was playing her former team and she knows this team really well. And you could see it on her face. She was, she was in it. She was pumped. She was hustling and she played really great defense. I mean, I know Robertson still had 17 points, but there were times where Riley was on her and there were times where Lexi was on her, but she really came out there and played really great minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's also a tough cover against Taylor Robertson, right? And Taylor Robertson, she kind of does it all for them. She had seven rebounds and five assists as well. Um, on, on 17 points off of 11 shots. It's, it's, it's hard to stop that. Not only are you dealing with Robertson, but you're also dealing with uh, Maddie Williams, who like, we're, I was just talking about bucket getter when it comes to Brianna Scott. Maddie Williams is a bucket getter. 24 points off of 12 shots. Uh, she also had five rebounds, four assists. The, the, the stars for Oklahoma came out, but I think Tech did a really good job of reducing some of the other players, right? They're, the, 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 the big women in the middle really No, I mean, they played... I mean, I think Tech is actually pretty decent at interior defense. It's just the perimeter defense. I mean, it, it's they're going to have to find a way to deal with some of these guards because that's that's a lot of the Big 12. Fast guards, quick guards, guards that can shoot, they can do it all. So we're going to have to find some sort of way to deal with it. And this is a game that they very well could have won had the perimeter defense been a little bit sharper. I mean, 13 threes they gave up. It was the same situation with Lamar. They were just getting torched from deep, and that's something that they're going to have to sort out. And if they do, we might have a team on our hands. Well, a lot of driving kicks, a lot of bad rotations. I, I do wonder. So one thing I found interesting, we talk about matchups in this game. So Hattie Faye and Ella Tofaino combined for only 21 minutes in this game. This is a game that Coach Gerlich saw Oklahoma and said they're going to try to run. They're, they're very guard-heavy. We need to match them up and be guard-heavy as well. I'm curious if that actually played on our downfall. And the reason I say that is because because you don't have anybody in the middle there, the driving kick was open. They were able to drive pretty easily. Taylor Thomas becomes your five, and she's not a very big five to begin with. And it was a lot easier easier for Oklahoma to move things around. I understand Coach Gerlich's wanting to get a team that can guard all five positions, and she did that, but the rotations were still slow. The driving kicks were still there. Uh, but that being said, because you have this lineup, you're able to put up 91 points. I mean, what, what did you think as far as Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's tough because it puts you in a situation where if you are going to try and, and, and put Taylor Thomas in the five, she did, that's not, again, we've talked about it several times this year, that's not what she came here to do. And she's balling out right now. I mean, 25 points. We'll get to that later. She's killing but it. 25, 25 and 9. I, I, I think it's just, it, it, all of our bigs are young. That's, that's the tough part is they're inexperienced. They're young. Maybe it'll come in time, but I think it's this is just going to be a year where we're going to struggle a little bit defensively and, you know, maybe going into year three, it's something they can sort out. So let's let's look up in the game itself. So in the game itself, it started off pretty tight. Everybody trading baskets one for one. At one point, Tech was up. Uh, really early Tech was up, I believe, what, nine to eight. And from that moment, the Tech was up nine to eight. Oklahoma goes on their big run. The game goes up to 25 to 14 in the first quarter. First quarter ends 29 to 17. And it looks like, oh, well, you know, let's pack it up. Down 12. Tech ain't got a shot in this. Let's go. 
Uh, from that, Tech fights back, outscores Oklahoma by seven in the second quarter, and just like that, halftime is here in a completely different game. It's only a five-point ball game. Uh, you go into the third quarter, Oklahoma once again edges it out a little bit more, makes it back back to a 12-point lead. I, the biggest lead of the game at one point was an 18-point lead there in the third quarter. Again, pack it up. Oklahoma got this pretty easily. But then once again, the Fighting Red Raiders fight all the way back and make this a close game in the fourth quarter. Though Tech did not get the lead back whatsoever. I mean, the game was Oklahoma held the lead from the early in this first quarter on. This game felt a lot closer, especially in that fourth quarter. I mean, talk a little bit about the fight that Tech had to always come back. Where I think something that really played into their advantage was the fact that Oklahoma was just ripping threes. I mean, it was almost like playing a video game where you go up by like 30 points and you're just like, oh, I'm going to jack up threes and have fun and try and pad my stats. They didn't really adjust. And I know that, you know, playing a slow half court offense is not their game. But I mean, at some point you have to milk a little bit of clock and there were two different points where they just kept ripping threes and that let the, let the Red Raiders back into the game. So, I mean, if we could have gotten a little bit more efficiency from the guard play on our, on our side, I mean, Vivian Gray does what she does, but from the others, they could have taken this game back over, but you know, shooters are going to shoot and eventually cold is going to turn into hot. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, and I also think a lot of it was in that, because we weren't making shots, especially early on, we kind of abandoned it. In this game, Oklahoma shot 33 threes in the, or attempted 33 threes in this game and, and, and made 13 of them. We only attempted 21, and a lot of them were early in the game. We were in the second, and it might have been an adjustment from Coach Gurlitt saying, stop shooting them, Lexi, please, for the love of God, stop shooting them. Uh, but I do think that was something – Oklahoma was giving Texas a chance to shoot them. Oklahoma was giving uh, Hightower McKinney the chance to, to get Tech back in the game. But unfortunately, especially for Lexi. Yeah, I, I think what's, what's frustrating me the most about Lexi is that she's, as we've grown into conference play or getting into conference play, she looks more nervous. She looked very jittery out there. And I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm a Riley McKinney stan. I'm ready to draw the line in the sand. I think Riley McKinney is the guard that deserves more of the minutes. She, I think, is just a more efficient shooter. I think when Lexi is off, it's really off and you know, two for eight from three, that's not helping. Riley was one for two, you know, the, the quantity was not there, but if you gave her more looks, maybe she could have been that guard. And on the defensive end, she was being, she was all over the place. She was being a street dog. She was in there fighting with bigs for rebounds. Like that's the kind of effort I want to see somebody who's not, who's going to be fearless and put a hard hat on and go to work. I just, you know me, I love Riley McKinney. And hey, you're, you're, you are the president of Riley McKinney Hive, all right? That's, that's, that is, you are the president, the VP, the, uh, the membership chair. That, that, is, that is all you. And I, I, I do agree with the, I, you. And you were, it's interesting that you say that you feel like Hightower is a little nervous coming into conference play. Because she's the one that's, I mean, she's the one with the experience. She's the senior. She's the one that's supposed to have it all. Uh, but McKinney, I think her kind of fading to the background is because of that immaturity. It, now, I want to say immaturity because that's a little harsh. I more so mean like it's she's a freshman, right? Like this is her first really stab at it, and, and this is it's new. It's one thing to just go out there and hoop, but eventually you realize, oh man, this is the Big Twelve. This ain't this ain't you know AAU ball. This ain't this ain't what we had back in you know back back home. This is this is a little different. This ain't Argyle. It's a little different. Yeah, you know I. It's tough because I think 
I think you just got to go with the hot hand in this situation. And I just, to watch Lexi out there just bricking all these threes. And then she's a good defender, but I mean, she's not really a street dog type of defender. And to see McKinney with that mentality, I loved it. I loved seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, this this game did, and and actually to recap this game again, Oklahoma law or won the game ninety seven ninety one. Texas Tech opens conference season zero and one, but especially the fight in the second quarter and the fourth quarter kind of was able to show against, against an Oklahoma team that's twelve and one on the year. I mean, this is a good Oklahoma team. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament, so uh, not a terrible loss for for Texas Tech. I have a belief that there's no such thing as moral victories unless you're not very good, and I still don't really know if this team is very good. So. Uh, as of right now, I'm counting. This yeah, you know, I think if maybe they were healthier earlier in the year, maybe we're not looking at seven and five right now. But who knows? As as they start to gel a little bit, and Bree Scott and Viv kind of kind of get more games under their belt, who knows? Maybe they'll turn it on. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's look at the Big Twelve Conference as a whole as we start conference season. Now we had our pre- season preview at the beginning of the year. Has anything changed from your thoughts at the beginning of the year, or is this still the same league you expected it to be? I don't know. I mean, I think all, we were all hyped on Baylor, and then the first thing they did was walk out and lose to Kansas State. So I'm a little nervous about that. And then <laughs> what are we going to get out of a team like Texas, who I think is kind of overperforming? I think they're doing a little better than I thought they were going to do. And then Iowa State. I know. Isn't, isn't that I know. It's not what we it's not what we root for on this podcast. It's not what we want to see on this podcast. But sometimes it's just the reality. I'll say this: beating I mean, Stanford that's huge. at Stanford that was impressive. Beating Stanford was impressive. Beating A and M. A and M's the best. A and M and Baylor to me are the two best women's programs in the state. And Texas went in and beat A and M pretty handily. So they're, they're a good team right now. If I had to pick a team to win the conference, it's Texas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good. even their loss at Tennessee was in overtime. I mean, it, this is a team that could be completely undefeated right now. So I think you're right. I think that the conference is going to go through Texas for the time being. Absolutely. And we talked about Oklahoma and how good they've been. They finally got ranked after beating us this, this last week. Uh, their only loss was a close one to ninth-ranked Oregon. So we were talking about that Texas could be undefeated. Oklahoma could very well have been undefeated as well. Also playing very good. But I will say this. The team that has impressed me the most so far, and actually this goes for both men and women, is Iowa State. And Iowa State, not really known as a, a women's basketball powerhouse whatsoever, but they've started out the season 12-1. and including wins over 12th-ranked Iowa. Uh, they just beat beat West Virginia pretty handily recently, and they beat, Prairie View, they beat Prairie View by 69 points. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice score. Um, so it's it, this is a good Iowa State team. They're, they've now risen up to 12th rank. But the Big 12 as a whole, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of just like in the men's side. It's, it's yeah, I mean, I think it's – I kind of thought this was going to be a league where we were going to have like two or three really great teams. And then it was going to kind of be a weird pack in the middle and then a couple of bad ones. And right now it's kind of looking like we've got maybe four or five in the mix that could be at the top of that conference. And then a little bit of a drop off after that. No, I'd argue it's a big drop off. (laughs) I think there's to me, there's six teams, Uh, six teams that are pretty good. 
right? And I, I guess you could argue like there's there's kind of the big the big three or four, which is Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. I think all four of those teams are really good. Uh, I think K State is actually they're not ranked right now, but K State I think is also really good. Um, Kansas, eh, Kansas, you know it's 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 funny because on the men's side you expect the best from Kansas, but Kansas hasn't really played anybody. The only game they played was against somebody against Tennessee. They lost. So that's I don't really know too much about how good Kansas is, but then from there it is to me it is a very big drop off because after those six, there's an argument that Texas Tech's probably the best, right? Then it's, then you really got Tech and West Virginia, and, and then TCU and Oklahoma State. They, both of those two programs are just not very good whatsoever. So, um, you know, very very interesting conference. But those those six schools, very very good. All, all six of them. I think this. I yeah, think it's most definitely. Teams. Yeah. Six tournament teams. So, with that being said, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, uh, their next two games, we just talked about how good Texas is. Well, guess what? How do you reward Texas' effort against uh, Oklahoma? You have them go into Austin against the ninth-ranked Texas Longhorns uh, and, and, and go and play them and see what you can do. <laughs> so, good luck. Uh, what is your initial thoughts of this game? Well, in Austin, you know, at Frank Irwin Center, it's another team that's stacked with guards. It's, you know, we I don't I don't think you have to listen too far back to figure out that we're not very good when it comes to a team stacked with guards. I do think that they kind of present a similar setup to to the SEC teams that we played. So I think it's good that we got that experience and that we're a little bit battle tested with that kind of size and athleticism. But but. But Kenzie, we we went we went zero and three. We went zero and three. Oh yeah. However, right, we, we didn't get killed, which is ah. you know we stayed in those games, That's and true. I think if we would have been healthy, who knows? Who knows? So, I, listen, I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. I don't think we're gonna win this game. However, I don't think we're gonna get run out of the gym. There we go. There we go. Nice, measured, steady answer. I think we're gonna get run out of the gym. Not gonna lie to you, I, uh, I I think there's a big talent gap between the Texas Longhorns and the Red Raiders. Um, yeah, there. Uh, Aaliyah, Mato- I can't even say her <laughs> name correctly. You know, I'm not the best of names, but Aaliyah Matharu, Matharu, Matharu. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, she's dropping 15 points a game. Uh, she she right now for 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 t- the Longhorns is ab- absolutely just getting it. She's another bucket. Uh, bucket for them, but they do have as guard heavy as they are. They they, it's interesting because they're very guard heavy, but they got they got Ebo in the middle, and Ebo, her job is to stand around and get rebounds, get block shots, and be that person in the middle. She's dropping almost seven rebounds a game. Uh, Rory Harmon's dropping six six assists or dropped thirteen and six. Like they they're uh, they just a lot of talent there. They're they're gonna step on the court. You're going to have a situation where both teams step on the court and there's an argument that Texas has maybe four of the five best players on the court when they first. Yeah, I mean, not it's not not good at all. I mean, Rory Harmon comes off the bench and averages 12 points, by the way. So I think the, the hardest part about this game is that this is a team that has so many weapons and it's not like. Ole Miss or LSU where we have like two people, two guards to really hone in on. They've had like 
seven multiple leading scores in games this season. Everyone can do it. So if you shut down one, who else is going to catch on fire? Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is going to be an absolutely tough one. So, but I will ask you this, Kenzie. If the Texas Tech Raiders are to win this game, who will be the player of the game? I mean, I think... Well, let me actually... Let me, let, me, let me rephrase the question because it'll probably be Viv Gray. Who is going to be the most important piece of this game? Let me rephrase. Let me change that. I mean, I think you're going to need Taylor Thomas to do what she did against Oklahoma. I think you're going to need those points. There you're going to need those rebounds. You're going to need that, that toughness because the guards the guards are being the are they're not scoring like I hoped that they would so someone's going to have to come in and and step in there with Viv and and get a 20 piece so it's going to have to be Taylor it's going to be Taylor like so you are the president of the Riley McKinney hive I am taking president of the Taylor Thomas hive I think she's our second best player on the team right I think Taylor Thomas and she's and she's not only stepped into that role but she's like you know what I will be. I will be that. I will be that person that's going to be here whenever Viv Gray's getting double team. Pass me to Rock. I got this. She hit a couple jump shots in the game against Oklahoma, proving what she can do. Great rebound. A much better rebound than I think any of us were expecting her to be. Uh, Taylor Thomas, I think, is going to have to have a big game for us to have a, sh- a shot in this. I do expect Hattie Faye to start because of Lauren Ebo. I think Hattie Faye is as good of as good a rebounder as Taylor Thomas is, Hattie Faye is probably the best rebounder on the team. And having a situation where you have both Hattie Faye and Taylor Thomas gives you a potential chance for a rebounding advantage in a game where you're probably going to need it. In a game where there's going to be a lot of jump shots that are going to be taken. So um, I think it'd be a, a good idea to start Hattie in this game, especially if you're doing flexible rotations anyway. Uh, uh, but And I don't want to see it. I do want to see, I mean, Chante Embry started, only played eight minutes in the Oklahoma game. I want to see her start and actually get minutes in this game and see. It could be a situation where you're just having her back up Taylor Thomas, and that's fine. But, you know, Taylor, Taylor Thomas don't got to play 40 minutes a game, Coach. Like, you can bring her minutes down a little bit and let, let Embry get some burn as well. So, um, But I, I, I agree with you. I think Taylor Thomas is going to have to have a big game to get us a shot. And with Taylor Thomas having a big game, what is your prediction? I know you said earlier you thought Texas was going to win, but maybe you've changed your mind. You know, what do I, you think? I, I think I'm going to stick to my guns. I, it feels like a game that's kind of similar to those SEC games. Obviously, there's more talent, but also we're a little more healthy. So I think they're going to hang in there. I don't think it's ever going to feel like a game, but I think they'll just kind of stay within striking distance but never get over that hump. It's probably going to be something like a 14, 15-point loss that maybe we can feel a little good about, but... I just, you know, I can't see them winning this game. I don't know if I feel good about a 15-point loss. That's a that, that can be a little bit of a beatdown, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State lost to Texas by 11. That was a home game. This is going to be in Austin. Um, and I'll say this. As bad as the crowd is for the men's team, they do support the women's team fairly admirably. Uh, you know, I mean, they're still cheese and crackers <laughs> Fans, don't get me wrong. They're not going to be rowdy, but they're going to at least show up, which is more you can say for their other sports. And and I, I think this is going to be I'm I. What is the biggest loss we've had this year? <laughs> I'm I, so the biggest loss we've had this year so far, it was 15 points to Ole Miss, uh, and I, yeah, I probably see probably a little bit more than that. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say Texas beats us by 20. 
I, I think it's I don't think it's gonna be close. I think they're gonna run and gun. We just we just gave up ninety seven points. That is just bad defense. And if, if Coach Gurley does not shore this up, it's going to be just as bad without the offensive output that we had. Right? It could easily be a situation where we lose we lose this game eighty two sixty two. That's I, you know what? That's what I'm gonna say. Eighty. I'm going exact points here that we lose this game eighty two sixty two. Sorry everybody. That's that's just how I'm feeling. Right? Um, it's gonna be tough for the Red Raiders in this game. And then. After that, they have one more game. Home against Oklahoma State. Now, this is Tech's first chance to get a dub on the board against the Oklahoma State. Well, okay, well, let me preface this before I say this. I, for If you haven't listened to our other episodes, I always call us the Tech's Tech Red Raiders because I think Lady Raiders is, doesn't make any sense to me. Just the Lady Raider, I don't, I don't agree with us calling the women's athletics Lady Raiders. It just, to me, I, don't, I just don't agree with it. Everybody's a Red Raider. Uh, this is the one exception. They're, they can be the Cowgirls. <laughs> I think the Oklahoma State uh, Athletic Department, y'all can call the women's teams Cowgirls because Cowboys <laughs> just don't make much sense. So we will call them Cowgirls. Um, <laughs> but this is not a very good Oklahoma State team. This is really our first. If we're going to make any type of postseason, we have to win this game against Oklahoma State. At home, inexcusable to lose this game. What do you think about this going, uh, especially if, if we open conference up? Yeah, I mean, this is a team that that doesn't have a lot of talent, which I think really bodes in our favor. They have one guard that kind of gets it done. And other than that, there's not a lot going on. I mean, this is a team that scored 44 points against Missouri State. So, and I, I, we said at the at the beginning of the season during our preview, these were games that they were going to have to take care of business in. They almost got Oklahoma, which was great. But this this is a game, and this is a team in Oklahoma State that they got to sweep. Like you said, if there's any shot at a postseason, you got to take care of this game. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. This, this is just, and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. This is just not a very good team. They're not a very good team. This is this is the type of game. I, I There are two teams right now at the bottom of the conference. One of them being TCU, who I think is the worst team in the conference. And then Oklahoma State's probably ninth. And and look, Tech, I, I, I guess I think there's a top six, and I don't think Tech enters that top six. But we got to at least prove that we're better than the two teams at the bottom, and Oklahoma State's one of them. I think this is the game where, girl, you, I, I want to see us really put foot on throats. I want to see us control the game from start to finish. We've had games early in the season where we started off really good, big in the first quarter. And then struggle, and then struggled, and was in a dogfight by the end of it. And we've seen the flip side of it, where we struggled in the first quarter, and now we had to fight the whole time. I want to see complete dominance from start to finish in this game. Kenzie, do we see that dominance in this game? You know, this team always always finds a way to make it fun, and when I mean fun, I mean incredibly hard on your heart. So, I think that they are going to get it done. I think this game is going to be a win. I think it's going to be a little nervy. I feel like it's going to feel a little bit like that UNLV game where like it felt in control, but then there were just moments where you were like, oh, what's happening here? But at the end of the day, this is not a team that has any talent. This is a team that we can shut down in the middle and then force them to play with their guards and they don't have very good guards. So I think this is, this is the primo opportunity for this team to really kind of show what they've got. All right, um, I really need them to win this game because we have definitely crapped on Oklahoma State for the last five minutes. Uh, I 
the feels like 45 pod is going to play this on loop if <laughs> if uh tech ends up losing this game because we have talked about and, and i do want to give some shout outs to some of the players on the team i mean lauren fields is a very good player uh she's dropping 15 a game um yeah <laughs> that's about it I, I i i tried uh i mean i guess Taylor collins is putting up eight and six like i don't I, it, it's it's really they're they're kind of a one man or one woman band there. Lauren Fields is a baller. She can hoop. And I do want to give her her her, her just due. She can hoop. She'll probably make an All Big Twelve you know, team, whether it's honorable mention or, or one of the teams. But outside of her, ah, it's bleak. It's bleak on that side of town. So this should be a game where I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Oklahoma State can say the same thing about Tech. Oklahoma State can say the same thing about oh Vivian Gray is a future WNBA player. Even though I don't think Lauren Fields is. But Vivian Gray's future NBA, WNBA player, but they don't have nobody else. They'd be wrong because we do have Taylor Thomas and, and Riley McKinney and, and some other players. But um, this, yeah, it's 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 tough. To, it's tough to pick an Oklahoma State win in this one. I think Tech does win, and I hope Tech wins by double digits. Because I think we're that much better than this team. I mean, I it, hope Tech wins by double. digits. It, it's not. I hope we're you not know. Enough. I feel like you know. You said we were crapping on them, but like they don't score points. So it's just like, you know, when you score 45, 50, 44, 48, like it's just, you know, you you're, you don't seem very threatening when you have a team like Texas Tech that just scored 91 on an NCAA tournament team in Oklahoma. Was it a track meet? Sure. But they showed that they can score the points and we have players who average double digits. So on Oklahoma State side, it's kind of like, all right, well, we got one girl who can do it all and everybody else is going to have to show up. So... Yeah, I mean, this is an Oklahoma State team that lost to Green Bay Phoenix. I didn't even well, know. Well, they used to be really great in women's basketball. They were ranked almost every year, but it's kind of been a little bit of a tank show the last couple of years. So, I mean, Green Green Bay Phoenix lost to Youngstown State just the other day. Um, so that tells you, and they lost to Northern Kentucky, lost to South Dakota State. So this, these are the teams that Oklahoma State is losing to. Um, they have not. They have not beaten a power conference team all year. They lost to Tennessee, lost to Auburn, lost to Colorado, and of course lost just lost to Texas. I'd argue that losing to Texas by only 11 points is probably the best showing they've had this entire season. This is a game, again, that Tech should win. Oklahoma State right now is fighting to not be the worst team in the conference. Tech should win it. Do not give them ammo to not be the worst team in the conference. So, um but yeah, so we're, what we're predicting, it sounds like, is Tech should be one and two by the next time we talk to you all in conference. Um, and, and, and still fighting, still in the fight of it. We still have a young team. And I think that really what you're looking for in this team is growth. You're looking for players like Riley McKinney, players like Shantae Embry, to really get more playing time and get, in, and, or like Hattie Faye, to get growth as they're young and as they develop. And then for some of the veterans like Lexi Hightower, like Vivian, or like Vivian Gray, like Bryn Gerlich to step up and to be the veterans on this team. And so that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, we almost made it a whole episode <laughs> without saying Bryn Gerlich's name. I am sorry, Kenzie, but you know, I had to, I had to say her, say her name at least once. I didn't Listen, say it. She, time, I'm, I'm coming around on Bryn. She is, she's, she's looking more confident. I think that's the biggest thing with her. It's just like, I want to see her play confident and she's looking a lot, a lot more like she's got that confidence in her. So. Hey, I, I like Bryn. I like Brynn because to me, if worse come to worse, when everybody else being timid, she's like, I will do one great thing and I will drive it and force a foul call. She is fantastic at that of saying, I, you know what? I may not be shooting well today. May not be rebounding. I may not even be passing, 
But I will drive it, and you're going to foul me. And if, and I respect if she gets looks from three, she's so not terrible from three either. So we do, yeah, we have much worse shooters. <laughs> cough, Tate and Vic right now. Cough. Um, <laughs> so anything you else? Know, you I just want to say, hold the line. This is a young team. I mean, this is Coach Garlic's first P five job. I think, I think we're seeing flashes. I think it's going to get better. It may not be a fun ride the rest of the year, but we're seeing the flashes. So just keep the faith. Keep watching. It'll all be fine. Well, you've compared you've compared this team to Tubby Smith's first couple couple seasons, right? Um, which I mean, in, for those that were there in the mid mid twenty tens when Tubby Smith took over for uh, technically he took over for Larry Walker, but took over for the Billy Gillespie teams. He he took over kind of a kind of a dumpster fire in a in a way. It was it was a, it was it took a little a lot. I want to say a little bit. It took a lot to get them from where they were in just three short seasons. They made the NCAA tournament. This is Brent Gurley, not Brent Gurley. This is Coach Gurley, Coach Chris Gurley's first real year. Like I kind of, I feel like last year's year zero. This is year one, and so it's it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little bit to get us to where we need to be, especially since all of her best players last year, not named Vivian Gray, all left. So that's definitely not a great way to start your tenure. So, but um, yeah, the team's a win against Oklahoma State definitely will put the program in a good direction for this season. And I hope to see it because I probably am not going to watch the Texas Longhorn game because it is on Longhorn network. (laughs) And I've made a vow to never watch a game on Longhorn network. And so far so good. Right. I, I was, I, I've made this vow as well as all of Longhorn nation has made the vow to never watch a game on Longhorn network. So we're in this together. It's a network that might've just, that might've ruined this conference. So gotta love it. Gotta love. Actually, no, it's a network that made it better. That's true. Yeah, two teams about to leave. And uh, actually, fun fact, I know this is a different sport, but, Kenzie, did you know that if the new Big 12 had played this year, we would actually, as a conference, would be higher ranked. Our SP Plus rating would be higher ranked if we had UCF, Cincinnati, uh, Houston, and BYU in the conference this year. And we have a playoff. I'm not shocked. I mean, people people are so hard on those four teams, but, like, these are quality programs. I mean, everybody was like, oh, Houston, you're inviting Houston. This is a team that's like always threatening for a final four in basketball that come on. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're, they're a team that went, they went 10 and two this year. They just couldn't beat the big dogs. <laughs> that is Texas tech red Raiders. Am I right? That's, that's right. Couldn't beat the big dogs. Uh, you beat the beat up on the little small fries like Auburn. <laughs> couldn't beat the big guys. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we got for you today. So, um, like I said, don't watch Longhorn Network because it sucks. But if you get a stream from anywhere else, watch it there. And uh, then Texas Tech plays Oklahoma State, which we both think will be a dub. So that will be fantastic. So for our producer extraordinaire, that is Dylan Smythe in the background, and Kenzie Smith, our graphics and women's athletics expert, this is Albie Shore. And you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast part of the 1012 network as always stay wrecked people sports social podcast network